Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying to us, A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They said, What does he mean by this, a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, and so he said to them, Are you discussing among yourselves what I meant when I said, A little while, and you will no longer see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. And when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, welcome to Advent and Seeking the Light. Only in the dark can we see the light. And waiting is not abandonment, but rather a time to know the loneliness, sorrow, frustration, really without the delusion and drama of our earthly lives. And at time it may open a door to be flooded with the light of Christ. In his time, not ours. John of the Cross was a Spanish, Spanish, Spanish priest and Carmelite monk who lived in the 16th century, post-Reformation, Spain, the Counter-Reformation. The Catholic Church really wanted to make a show of its faith after Luther. He had a busy and productive life. He founded many religious houses. He founded the Reformed Order of Discalced Carmelites, reverting to the original ascetic rule, which was a lot like St. Francis. They were very simple, and they, although they were in a monastery. But we tend to focus on those eight or nine months when he was unjustly imprisoned by his own Carmelite brothers savagely re beaten repeatedly for the sin of asking them to take off their shoes and embrace humility. Most of his life was much better. 
well, after an impoverished childhood. And thanks to the church's teaching and Jesuit education and friendship with mentors such as Teresa of Avila. Most of his writing was done in happier circumstances, but while in that prison, he wrote, well, a great deal of uh, his spiritual canticle, but the poem he's remembered for, for writing in prison, was the first of several based on the Song of Songs. We call it the Dark Night of the Soul. And it has been much misinterpreted as despair, even loss of faith, loss of God. It can be a time of testing and growth, but not a loss of God. Every time he wrote a poem, he added a long exegesis. It seems that mystical union with God, and this is what he was aiming for, mystical union with God, either requires absolute silence or a lot of words. And he wished to guide others towards that blessed state of divine love, which he had been given by grace. Despite John's many attempts to write spiritual ladders, you know, first you don't know much, and then you learn a little prayer, and then you would go a little deeper, and then but spiritual, these are it's supposed to be leading to union of God, but basically it's in God's hands to give that grace. Those spiritual ladders are very useful in teaching and formation, but basically we have to know that it is only God who gives that door to open to that union, that bliss of his perpetual presence. And that's the real meaning of the dark night of the soul. It's that unease and that seeking God, that wanting more but knowing it's not your choice. So what does the Song of Songs have to do with it? Since he goes back to his, oh, people have been going back to the Song of Songs. The Venerable Bede wrote one in the, in the uh, 9th century. Uh, um, I think there was even an earlier one than that. All through the centuries, great, great theologians, great religious have always turned to the Song of Songs for inspiration. We are laughed at by the world for claiming it is an analogy between the love of Christ and his church. Everybody knows it's a love poem, even a sex poem. Well, it is. But it's also a poem about frustrated love. The bridegroom and the bride searching for each other, missing each other, searching again, missing each other again. When all they want to do is kiss and go to bed. How does that not reflect are sometimes glorious, but more often painful peregrinations to find our bridegroom as individual Christians searching for deeper meaning, but also for the institutional church, which constantly in every era and ours more than most, are, is trying to find its way. A church which is facing such uncertainty and loss and anxiety right now. 
When we're trying to fix it all by ourselves, I'll tell you a secret. That isn't going to work. John wanted to show that the path to contemplative and silence could be a way to God, to God, but not to buy God's compliance by the discipline, getting a gold star in essence in school, but to give up in submission. It's all summed up in Mary's words. Let it be unto me according to thy word, Mary had it at the Annunciation. Open like that, we have given up all our carefully curated ways of protecting ourselves. Delusions of safety. We paid our rent for our mortgage, our roof is safe. We flew in the pantry, and I've been going to We hang out with the right sorts of people. But these are subject to the chances and changes of this life. Our wife or husband may have a, another path or find someone else or die. Our children may disappoint, they may die. I, our employers, patrons, friends, they may kick us to the curb. Oh, that's happened. Even our church, Jesus' church, may betray us. And then there are the, the, the little things. War, flood, plague, drought. I can't control any of those. But most of us are just one paycheck from no food, no emotional security, and no roof over our head. And then we're in free fall with no net. Has God abandoned us? As Brother Richard Edward reminds us, no Gandalf is going to come riding in and save us. Is this the dark night? If we hang our souls on these worldly things, it will be a perpetual dark night. But this will not turn our lives to God. That is the territory of the dark night of the soul, turning ourselves to God. It isn't easy to submit with no promise, no guarantees, no delusions of a happy ending. The only guarantee we have is in Jesus' words that abiding in him with faith, we will be saved. That God the Father has adopted us, not only by his grace, for there is nothing we can do to grasp it or earn it, only resting on the bridegroom's bosom, as in John's poem here, can we be at peace. Only there, as obedient servants of our Lord and our God, can we face the gut-wrenching uncertainty of our earthly life. That wasn't easy in 16th century Spain, steeped in Christendom. 
it is less easy now where we expect nanosecond communication, constant guidance by our GPS when it works, and the secular world overtaking the centrality of the church. The church was both the center of people's lives, the center of their week. We're not seeing that so much anymore. But that submission in the face of uncertainty is the dark night. And we're act, asked to embrace it, as did Mary, as did Teresa and John, and so many other saints whose lives were sometimes horrible. But they were always looking to the light. Once again, we await for the Holy Child to come into a dark world. Be prepared for the Advent gift of a little touch of desperation, depression, sadness, loss of hope, tottering faith, also a lot of joy in putting up the tree and watching kids get anxious and buying toys and wrapping them. And keep saying, let it be unto me according to thy word. Welcome the gift of the dark night as we seek the bridegroom, our bridegroom, and the eternal wedding night. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon. Oh, uh-huh.